What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to the Monsters Mornings Radio 104.1, broadcasting live on iHeartRadio. I'm Russ Rollins, along with Carlos and Angel and Ryan and Savannah. And back with us once again today, the one and only Bob Saget. Bob, can you hear us? I can, and I'm going to be here every day from now on. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm flying to Orlando in just a couple hours, and tomorrow morning I'll just be on Zoom. I don't want to bother you in the studio. I'll just be here. I'm going to wear a tank top and have people make fun of it. <laughs> Uh, hey, do you get nervous about flying now? Does that uh, does that uh, freak you out at not, all? Not, I get nervous just going to the market. No, flying's easy. Yeah. Actually, they say that this thing. My wife knows a lot about this. There's a thing called a HEPA filter, and it's a filter that goes in. They tell you this. I guess it's true, and it gives you cleaner air. I don't agree with this, have. Bob. This is like doctors telling you smoking cigarettes with filters was better for you. Yeah, I, and I, I know. I, I've dropped. I was, I've also dropped some nasty rank farts that I know that HEPA filter ain't going to do nothing, and then I see people reacting. So it's not okay, doing anything. I, I'm about upset it. with you because this is not what you should be doing. You're one of the people that is ruining my life. I'm on a plane, and you're not even asleep. You're doing I, it. You know you're to go to the bathroom. I had milk. You just I had milk. You what? know you're lactose intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant, and I had a little bit of milk before my last flight. And yes, I ruined some. I ruined some some people's trip. But you tell know, the truth, you're, bre you're breastfeeding, am I right? <laughs> yes, that is well. Okay, so now you, can't, why can't you just walk to the bathroom? You feel it building up. <laughs> <laughs> some comedians, some well, comedians end with uh, fart humor. I, I open with it. <laughs> yes, you do. That's yes, got to be a thing, though, Bob, where like people are, it sounds crazy, but I bet people do this. They're like, yo, that's a famous person over there. I'm going to go and fart in their general area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was in a Monty Python movie, uh, The Holy Grail. That's when uh, I believe it was Eric Idle that said, I fart in your general direction. <laughs> <laughs> and then hey, he Bob. was like going like this to send it over. <laughs> Earlier this morning when we first started the show, like at 6, which I guess it, we are at, it would be 2 in the morning, you know, uh, we, we, were, we were discussing, uh, glad that you were going to be on with us again today, and then we start talking about uh, a podcast that uh, uh, it was uh, Carrot Top and who was it, guys? Joe uh, Rogan. Rogan. Joe, yeah, Joe Rogan and Carrot Top were, were, uh, were doing a podcast together, and we were talking about that and, and talking about how so many other comics will goof on and make fun of one of the nicest guys you would ever want to meet, which is Carrot Top, uh, and, and, and why certain comics think it's a good idea to goof on other comics. And you've been, you know, you've been a stand-up forever. Uh, yeah, what, it's what, not a good idea. It's wrong. And actually, I've had this conversation. What what was the outcome? Carrot Top came off great with Joe, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. He's, a, he's one of the kindest guys you've ever met and very funny. And, and Ryan was pointing out that a lot of comics think because he uses props, 
it's cheating or something like that, which, you know, he, he invents those things and puts them together. That's still creative where I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but, uh, right. What do you think? I, I think the one thing he did that offended me was he got a mousetrap caught on his testicles. And I thought that was too much for the kids. <laughs> too much. But, but I will say that he goes to Vegas. He gets a residency. He sells it out constantly. And he's making thousands of people laugh. And anybody that's making thousands of people laugh and not doing anything with malice, he's yeah. just being silly. That's what he's done since he was probably 10. Uh, just leave the guy alone. He's making people laugh. You can make people laugh, and it might not be your cup of tea, but you're doing something great for people. You know, laughing. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. I used to, we all had the same joke, which was that laughter is the best medicine. And mine was, uh, no, it's Percocet. But <laughs> that was, you know, everybody's had a version of that. Well, the other one is when they say, you know, if you could just make one person laugh, you're a really crappy comic. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Do you have a comedic nemesis like a like, like someone in comedy that just is you know anti uh, Bob Saget? Like you just can't stand Bob Dave Coulier. <laughs> no, Dave there, it would be it would be Carrot Top. No, no, it would be not. It, Screw it, him. I, I I don't think I do. I have had misunderstandings with people, and I'm this kind of person. Maybe it was the, all the therapy. But I like to make amends. I like things to uh, go well because I think we're all the same, pretty much of the same breed. We come from a place of outsiders. We were kids. We didn't know anybody. We would do things to be funny. We yeah. Some people just had a, a God-given talent and were just amazing. So, yeah, I actually I don't have anybody. I don't, Good. I, don't think I, 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 I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. Hey, you remember yesterday, Ryan Holmes? All he wanted to ask you about was the color of the uh, of the font uh, on, on Full House. Oh my that was God. It's so okay. obsessed. So, so today <laughs> he said all he could think about was wanting to ask you about the items. <laughs> That are on the table on, man, behind you, like and I'm like, you're gonna have Bob Zagat on once again, one of the greatest comics in the world, what and you're you a stand-up Ryan? comic, and all you can think about is asking him about the items. So Ryan, uh, let, let me just say, let me say this. To be yeah. fair, I wanted to yesterday too, but <laughs> I held off because. But this is his second day in a row. So tell us what's behind you today, because tomorrow <laughs> you'll be in Orlando. That's our new yeah. segment. What's behind you, Bob? I'm yeah, going to leave this camera on so you can cut to it and just look at the crap behind me. <laughs> um, over here, I'll start over here. That's Rodney Dangerfield. I got that from the UCLA Brain Center. I would go visit him as he was oh, passing wow. on. And uh, they did surgery on his brain. And that's like heavier than a real award. But uh, it, it's, a, it's a really nice thing that they gave me. So these are my daughter's. That's a thing from America's Funniest Film Videos that I gave out. That's from Ted Lasso, believe. Yeah. This this is the um the uh the TV broadcast. What's the big TV broadcasters thing? It's a uh, we I, we I won that for uh, America's. <laughs> and you can't Film even videos. remember what it is. <laughs> I, it's a suppository, and then <laughs> that that is Larry Fine of the Three Stooges. Oh, so oh wow. 14 years old that's a a box that i keep things in that we don't talk about and <laughs> that way this this is badly lit it's rodney dangerfield with red fox it's an original print wow done by uh paul mobley and they're smoking a joint 
And then these yeah. are, that's my daughter right there. And these are my daughters right there. And then th these are bobbleheads from uh, Dodger games. I can't name you one player. But, uh, but I believe the size of their heads are exactly the same size as anyone who would ask, why do you have to change the font on Full House? <laughs> All right, Bob, a I tiny got, little head. I got a real question for you. Not about font, though. Uh, like, okay, so I've been doing comedy for a while, and I've tr always tried to explain to these guys what terrible people comedians can actually be. And you seem to be a comics comic. Uh, I mean, you hang out with Bill Burr and that kind of stuff. You said yesterday, when you started and you, then you got Full House, d did you get a lot of hate from fellow people? Mm. Like, or was it, was it, was it all love back in the day? Because I, I, I tend to see comedians, they, they'll, they'll be nice to your face, but then just talk all the ass. Well, I'd been, before I got Full House, I'd been in the comedy store for 10 years. So I knew everybody or a comedy seller in New York or toured the country. I, I went everywhere. Um, and so I, I was in Orlando. I, I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was in the kiddie pool in Disney World. I can't remember. Uh, it was Splash Mountain. And I, no, I can't say what I'm going to say. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you don't have to come to the Hard Rock tomorrow. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> what happened was I had a couple people go, Saga, you got two shows. Give me one of them. So that, but it was done out of jealousy because I had that, that, you know, 35 years ago. It was America's Funny Stone videos at Full House and Full House was first. And for the most part, I, I think I'd struggled so long and I'd emceed so long and all my friends went off and Arsenio, congrats on your show. And I, I would go on the show, but I didn't really have anything that had clicked for me and Full House was the thing. And um, so I, I don't, they were, sh I've talked to a lot of comedians on my podcast and, um, and they, not this is a podcast, but it is, you guys yeah. are everything. You guys are like a cow. Every part must be used. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot, lot yeah. of teats, Bob. A lot of teats. Ryan's Ryan, Ryan the udders. Ryan's the udders. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, we, we have to take a little bit of, of a break. I want to ask you about that, that Comedy Store documentary that was out because I yeah. was totally fascinated with it, and I know you were part of it, right? Uh, and yeah, you were, and my you friend were Mike Binder directed it, but yeah. It is. Yeah. It, I was just, you know, I love stand-up comedy uh, and, and the comics, and I, I was just really blown away by it so i want to get your take on that documentary i want to remind everybody that bob saget will be at hard rock live tomorrow right here in orlando when, when do you fly out when do you when do you live uh, in just the... in a couple hours it's, oh, it's okay it's nice i'm gonna go on a, it's a plane it's got a rubber band and a propeller it's it's new airline it's one step <laughs> below allegiant <laughs> <laughs> is there such thing all right well we'll be back with uh, bob saget when we return don't go anywhere you're listening to the monster of the morning we are Real Radio 104.1. Online at realradio.fm. On your phone with the free iHeartRadio app. And on your smart speaker. Hey, Google, play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. I would be happy to. From the Radio. 104.1. Tomorrow night, Hard Rock Live. It's Bob Saget. I can definitely say a good friend of the show. I mean, every time... Uh, He's in town. He he doesn't visit once. He visits two or three times, and we love seeing him. And uh, man, I think we've I think we've been seeing him for at least a decade, if not more than that. You know, uh, coming on the show. So it's good having him. Welcome back to the Monsters. I'm Russ, along with Angel and Carlos and Ryan and Savannah. Uh, yes, Angel. 
no, I just had a question for Bob um, in, rega- in regards to this. Um, your demeanor, the way that you carry yourself, something that you said earlier about how it, you know how important it's just to make people laugh. Where yeah. do you think for you, what event in your life or, or what something, anything that happened that helped you get to that mindset? Because that's not something that uh, you find easily. No, and it's... I even I was saying uh, off the, during break I I have a song that I close my show with called I don't do negative and that'll be the name of my next special and the whole thing is it's harder to be positive it's pretty easy to go down the negative rabbit hole because everybody's hurting everybody's mad at something if they got all the money in the world they're mad at their ex or they're mad at or they want something they don't have um, if they have nothing, they're mad because they have nothing. Um, I mean, people are sick, you know. So I've been just trying to bring whatever positive energy I can. It sounds so annoying to people that I hate analyzing it, but it's the truth. We're, we we were we were just talking about during the break. There's too much yelling. I can't take the yelling. I can't turn on the news no matter what channel it is. And I watch all the news. I watch everything. I want to know every viewpoint of people. And because yeah. I'm kind of like, I look at it like an outsider, you know, because uh, if I get inside, I get angry. I don't want to be yelling at the TV like everybody else, you know, <laughs> <laughs> being an Elvis jumpsuit, just firing away, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, blowing up the plasma. But I, I just, I just want people to have a great time. And that's my job is that they leave and they go, man, I feel so much better because most of them poop in their seat. But, um, <laughs> I like my audience to be incontinent. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, tell tell me about because I'm fascinated with uh, the the comedy store and that documentary and the boot camp. You basically, as a comic, have to go yeah. through or had to go through. I guess in the day, I don't know if it's still the same way, but in the day, just to make it on stage at the comedy store it really was amazing and to see all of the talent that went through there and and, and i'm just curious like your time at the comedy store what was it like getting started there and who did you bump into and and all that stuff well it was uh, i've been talking about it a lot lately because people are fascinating my friend mike binder uh directed that and he directed a bunch of movies a bunch with kevin costner one was uh don't look back i believe it was called Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joan Allen, and he's a really good director. He did Mind of the Married Man on HBO. I directed one of those because Mike said you want to direct one. And he makes this uh, five-part, four or five-part documentary for Showtime. Mm -hmm. Unbelievably well done. And he talked to everybody because that's where we came up. So when I first started, my first MC was Letterman and literally the night that I went up first, I got accepted to be a regular, which is this big achievement that you get to be a non-paid regular. Cause at that time there was, no, there was a strike a couple years later, comedy store strikes, pretty tragic. Uh, Did you have to happened. work the door? Cause they, they said, I remember seeing it and they said some of the, a lot of the comics had to work the door first before they even got on stage. Did that happen with you? No, I uh, like doors. I, they help me get <laughs> you don't know how to work rooms. them. <laughs> I lo- who doesn't love a cold doorknob at 2 a.m.? But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, I, I hit you a little bit too hard there, Carlos. So <laughs> but, uh, but but I was um, a guy that came in. I won the student Oscar for a student film. I made a serious documentary. And then 
uh, the owner, Mitzi Shore, said, you're going to work here. You come work here for nothing. Quit grad school at USC. And so I went, okay. And so (laughs) I did. But then my reward was, holy crap, I'm really a comedian. And I was on a lineup with people, Michael Keaton and Billy Crystal took me aside and said, where are you from? And he was on a show called Soap at the time. Yeah. And and Michael Keaton hadn't had him. He did a little bit of movie work, but he was doing a sitcom with Jim Belushi called Working Stiffs and Robin Williams came up to me. I used to have a very weird act as opposed to now. But it was, <laughs> very it was straight really now. weird. I would say I have no life and I have no friends and I live in a moped. And and that was something. Ryan? Was, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, Robin said, so let me get this straight. Your mother is Gumby and your father is Pokey and you're Mr. Potato Head. And I went, uh, yeah. And he went, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Poor crazy person. And I just met everybody. I mean, it was, and then I emceed the place. And um, one, there were like 10 MCs at least. And some of them are well known and some aren't with us anymore. Uh, But he, and there was, and Richard was the, the, the king of the comedy store. He helped make it what it was. And he was so kind to me. And I ended up doing a movie with him and he didn't, make it happen the cat the director Richard Pryor, right? Richard, Richard uh, Pryor? critical condition it was yeah it was after the he had the fire happen yeah, yeah is yeah, that what yeah. you were asking me no Russell? no I no I know you said Richard I wanted the audience to know it was Richard Pryor in case they yes. didn't know it wasn't yeah, yeah. uh Richard Lewis or Richard the <laughs> third um, <laughs> hey Richard Lewis is funny Richard though, Lewis to I this love day, Bob. Love, Bob, I love let me tell Lewis. you we've done this show for a long ass time and you're one of the greats obviously you're on the Hall of Fame and but Richard Lewis came in one time do you remember that Savannah and he was on a tear. He did a segment where it Manic. was just one of those. And he came in as Richard. He left as Richard. It was like we were part of a performance piece. And we just, it was just one of the funniest uh, dudes. And he, he'd come in time after that. But he, uh, what a funny, unique, uh, hilarious yeah. dude, you know? And then he's doing okay. He, he went through a bit of a hard time health-wise. Yeah. And he's been on Curb this season. And yeah. he's been yeah. on it a lot. And he is one of the sweetest people I've ever known in comedy, especially. And he always, when he goes on these rants, it's like, I don't know. And then he, once the complaining starts, it's 20 minutes. It's hilarious. (laughs) Not a lot happens, but what's so interesting is we can identify with that because everybody's got a friend that just, or it's one of us that just doesn't stop. Just continues to say say how horrible everything is. (laughs) And they tell you how the food won't stay in them. And then they give you descriptions you don't want to hear. Yeah. But, but his is mostly about interpersonal relationships. He's, he's a, a beautiful guy. I, I love comedians. And that's what I think, Russ, that the comedy store documentary did. Yeah. It showed a camaraderie because David Letterman didn't have to do it. You know, certain people didn't have to be there, but everybody. Affiliate. I asked uh, Mike. I said, "Is is this person doing it? This person?" He said, "Yep, yep, yep." And- you know, and, and what that you're saying, Bob. You know what amazes me? I, I love. I don't know why I love this. I just do. Like when you showed us that that picture of you and one of the three Stooges, and and that building that bridge with with comics from back then. I I don't know. It just fascinates me. Is that the uh, the biggest? 
uh, say old school celebrity that you've met because because when, when Carlos was telling that story, I was thinking about Jackie Mason coming in yeah. and how much I loved Jackie Mason. God, he was, he was so very funny. funny. But yeah. who's the biggest bridge you've made? Like, was is it somebody from the, I guess the Three Stooges is pretty big. Well, they were, but they were robbed. You know, their producer took all their money. So that yeah. So Mo was poking Larry and ripping his hair out that was glued to his hair, but he would take his real hair with it, and they. Oh. They had to make their friendship come back together because he ripped his hair out. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad it wasn't an R-rated thing because he would have been hurt at both ends. But um, <laughs> but I, I met a lot of people. I didn't get to meet Groucho or Jack Benny. I was too young for all that. But I met pretty much. I remember meeting Bob Hope. And oh. I, I never was the biggest fan, but I so appreciated what he did because yeah. it was showbiz. It was making fun of showbiz in his way, tongue in cheek. And he was incredibly nice. He was in a wheelchair and he made a joke about wearing a diaper. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty <laughs> self. He wanted me to laugh. You know, yeah. that's the key is when one of the older people, one of the, one of the true, everybody calls everybody an icon or a legend. And it's like, it's a little soon on some people. This 38-year-old legend. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Um, but, 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 I mean, you know, when you, when you just met, you know, you were talking about Robin Williams and Richard Pryor. I mean, those are two incredible legends that you came in contact with. And, and I would think that would be, I don't know, I think that would be uh, pretty, uh, pr pretty important in your life, right? It, it was also very much so. And doing this documentary I'm doing on Martin Mull, I had... Uh, interviewed with Steve Martin, who I've met a few times over the years, and Eric Idle from Monty Python, and Norman Lear, and uh, David Alan Greer, and uh, it's just pretty, uh, I don't know if you remember America, I mean, Fernwood Tonight, it was also America Tonight. Do you remember that show? It was really I do not. quite wonderful. Yeah, it was back in the 70s, but it was, you know, Steve Martin is a genius, oh, and, and it, and you know, there's just no bouts about it. He's on oh, the God. Mount Rushmore, you know. Of, of oh my God, comedy. his new show is great. His yeah. master class, his master class, Steve Martin's comedy master class. Oh, I thought you meant the show. They it, no, it, it, all mur murders, only murders in the building is great. But Carlos did it. his ma master class program as well. Man, it's unreal. Cause you so it, what happened? Why didn't it work out for you? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I'm trying, Bob. <laughs> Uh, it's funny what he said, but it's, uh, it's amazing. Cause Steve seems like a very off the cuff guy at times and silly and crazy, but he is meticulous with his comedy. Oh, incredibly you know, so. You know, even down to the wardrobe, why he dressed that way in that time, in that era. Absolutely. And he, he turned, he was doing showbiz a tribute by making fun of it and acting. I'm a professional comedian. Yes. And he was, <laughs> play the banjo and have happy feet. He couldn't stop his feet from dancing. And he did. He was really the first arena guy. There were yeah. a couple other people, but it was really him. And then Dice went out. But he was, he's, he just didn't want to do second show Friday nights and didn't want to continue to do arenas because he would have to write a whole new act. And then he made the jerk and the rest is history. You know, yeah. he became a bona fide, amazing movie star. And one of the sweetest and smartest people in comedy that exists and it's, it's there's a bunch of people i mean i i remember i was here's a cool one russell you'll like this i was at the comedies you're hosting and eddie murphy was working out raw oh wow work, <laughs> working it out so i'm on stage i bring out eddie murphy he's in a i believe the red leather uh 
two pieceer and uh, looking literally like the prince of the universe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And and there's a glow on him, and he's just this beautiful human being. And and he comes out, and I, I shake his hand, and he just gives me a look of very good, very militaristic in a way that he came there to do a job, and he's yeah. going to do it. And I remember it was a Friday night, and he did a standing ovation. The, the walls are rumbling. Did really well. It was cool as hell. And then he, when it ended, I could tell that I said, that was really good. And he looked at me. It was kind of a look of uh, so, yeah, whatever. It, he kind of thought, he said, I think something like, it, it was okay. A week, one week later, and I know he didn't go up anywhere else in town because we had no lives. All we did was comedy clubs. He didn't go to the improv. He didn't go to anywhere else. And I saw him in the all blue leather suit. And that was the <laughs> night where he added like 15 or 20 minutes to that raw hour and a half, yeah, whatever it was. And I'm telling you, I've never, and I, I've seen Pryor go on stage, Sam Kennison, people that rubbled the room. And the walls shook at the beginning when it was over. It was a five-minute standing ovation. And wow. literally, I thought there was an earthquake. It was wow. so incredible because he is he's one of the best stand-ups that ever lived. So yeah, I'd like to see him go out and do it. But it's not my job to... People go, why doesn't why don't they perform again? It's like because people have reasons. Sorry, mm -hmm. but they have. But and also it's a tough lives. road, right, Bob? You got look at look at Pryor. Look how his other than his disease. Look how his life ended. It was rough and drugs, and he had a, a tough upbringing. If throughout the at, whole thing, he would have, he'd, be thing. At, he'd be at the top, and then he would still be at the top, but he would have a real hard go. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, Eddie's uh, the biggest success story there might be, even though they might go, oh, he's not doing stand-up, but look at his life. He still has his family. He still has his – people are, are waiting for him to get on stage. It's yeah. like the Jay-Z story of rappers. It's like, what is the final but outcome But is it going to be, you know, Guns N' Roses Chinese democracy? You wait to 15 years to hear it, and you're like, oh, this is not as I good. I, I say be the legend. You're always on the top. People always want you to come back. Never come back. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends on who it is. Some people really are pulling it off. I know that the thing I'm working on now, this new 90 minutes that I'm rolling, is better than anything I ever did. And I watched some recent stuff. Uh, I, I think I spoke to you about it yesterday because now that we live together. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like stop eating my cereal. And I was here. I saw Bob's last show. You're absolutely hilarious. A lot of people were there dying, laughing. And tomorrow at the Hard Rock, I can't believe it, man. It's uh, I go. I, I'm. Let me see here. I live a little outside. I might head up to holler at you. Do it. And, I would uh, love it. I'm going to uh, talk to my person. It's not my person. I don't own anyone except <laughs> my wife owns me. Literally. Right, right. Whatever she. It's like it's like a, I've never had that. I've been married before. Uh, to someone uh, that I still talk to. She's the mother of my kids, and yeah. she's a great person. But I just I try to make everybody's life better. That's what I try to do. But with us, with our relationship now, with all of you, I think it's going to be – we're going to be like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Uh, like we're going to be, uh, be your beds, opposing beds, yes. laying in bed. Russ like, is Augustus you know, Glump. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm gonna get a golden ticket, and we are gonna party. Yeah, gonna yeah. Party. We're gonna buy the highest quality masks, and then the best controlled substances oh, that none of us yes. will do. I got some N95s, Bob. I'll be there.
Bob's They're really it. good. Go ahead, tomorrow, tomorrow night at Hard Rock Lab. I know you got to get on a plane. Uh, obviously, you're welcome to call us tomorrow if you want to, but we love you to death. The listeners, I mean, I'm looking at the texting service. Everybody loves Bob Saget. Tomorrow, Hard Rock Live. Go get tickets. Make sure you go. Bob, thank you once again, buddy. We I love it. you guys. I really do. I'm Happy, proud. healthy New Year. And I'm I'm, make, I'm reaching out. So you, Yeah, like, get that person you don't know. Come. <laughs> Sounds good. Be well. Be well. Wear 12 masks so you look like the elephant man. I'll put It'll one on my butt, too. It'll be fine. I wear one on my butt. Well, you have to. If you're farting on plane. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bob Saget. You're listening be to well. the Monsters in the Morning. When we come back, Carlos is going to take it to the top. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.